Asha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow, where dancers cavort in forbidden operas, making love to forgetting and flame, where the wealthy play at war with silver swords and silken sashes, where the people mine the dead heart of a burning star for cannonballs and pipework, and where a thousand secrets hide in a forest of paper and ink. Here, the five key bearers reside, the five who know the secrets of the broken gates of death. Five. Five only. There is no sixth spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert. There is no one who looks to the displaced, the poor and destitute and landless, whose ancestry has been stripped from them by foreign looms and foreign sparcraft, and no one has ever heard of the House of Endings. But this is their story. Their roots pulled up and burned, they stand in filth up to their necks. And that is precisely why they must keep their heads ever high. Welcome to Uduasha, immigrant. May it fear the name of the house you will build. Welcome to Desperate Tattoo, an actual play podcast about characters with their identities in peril, played by an international cast devoted to fiction-first gaming, collaborative world-building, and complex character drama. Now, now recording. recording. Yes, there we yes, go. Now recording. Perfect. That was that was a second too late. Yes, it's just fine. We'll just, remember, we'll just remember in the edit that you are one second out of sync. This exactly. I've said it in the recording, so yes. make a note. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all fine. It's uh, let let the record state. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Off to our swinging start. Mm. You're swinging. Uh, well, maybe. Okay. Uh huh. Um. Oh, everyone did find some port portraiture. Yes. How lovely. Except Adiat. Well, Adiat yeah. also has it, but he hasn't switched to it. Yes. Why are you ashamed of it, Adiat? No, I, I don't know how to do it. So I'm trying to figure it out. I, well, I'm ashamed of not. I'm ashamed of not knowing how to do it. So underneath the chat, yeah. there's ass. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. Oh my. Ah, that looks terrible. <laughs> <Perfect. Okay. laughs> oh. Wow. There's your taxidermied face. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like James Brown wearing a tiger mask. It does, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, so anyone head... else wearing a tiger mask? No, look at the afro. Indeed. <laughs> head canon that your character looks like James Brown. I was going to say he has messy curly hair but yeah uh-huh. sure. <laughs> no he looks like mm-hmm. he's yeah <laughs> he even dresses like him <laughs> amazing uh, i'll i'll switch to something else i guess <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine <laughs> i mean it, this is it, great i it, i just i i just like that you have a slightly strange tiger mask it's a thing now <laughs> no i, I I'm keeping the tiger mask from the character, uh, but just, yeah. just like this, this picture was okay in isolation, but uh-huh. I mean, especially next to trees, kind of uh, almost like migrant mother esque portrait over there. This is almost offensive. Let me try to find a better portrait. So, crew creation, everybody, choose a crew type. We said the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
We have also acquired a lair, which I believe is Mom's boarding house. Remember what's the name of the mom again? Have you named her? Mm, Moonlit Ankatam. Moonlit Ankatam, or Mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mother of half the crew and owner of the boarding house. And uh, presumably the boarding house is also your crew's lair. But tell me, is it different? Is it your mom's basement that is the lair? (laughs) Mom's basement. Um, (laughs) What do you guys think? It it feels like Moss wouldn't necessarily want to be there, no? No. um, I feel like she wouldn't necessarily want to be there. I also think it's interesting if she's forced to. like it is, mom is still a contact that we have that is able to like provide shelter, and it might simply be practical no matter what she feels about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the boarding house itself because it's very inconvenient to run criminal activities and have people who pay you rent to live with you yeah. at the same time. But maybe it's some sort of building attached to it, like a shed or a basement or mm-hmm. something like this. Anyone have an idea? I like the idea of a tea house. Yeah, I guess for the boarding house, I think it make it does make more sense, like for that to be just a place where, like, um, uh, Mushvik is just crashing, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. they have a separate. Maybe the lash should be wherever the rising moon was, right? We just turned up and we're squatting there now. But like, they... so that's another thing. Do they still exist? Is that still a faction that exists? I think no. I think no. If we're yeah, going with, my... with it, it was destroyed and you are the heirs to it, then I mean, it exists kind of, but it's you. So, like, so it's yeah. wherever their impromptu school was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right. I believe it has, in fact, been demolished and probably claimed by some other squatters. Uh, so we have like some random, we have like a tenth of whatever it used to be, which was never impressive yeah. to begin with. Uh, so it's in Bundervest. Uh, I believe we did establish that. Yes. And uh, I think an interesting thing for it to be then is, have we said anything about Bundervest's architecture? Just just that it's got docks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's got docks. It's got a fortress. It used to be prosperous, and now it is basically just fallen on hard times, and then there's a section devoted for essentially refugees and so on. Like That was always mm-hmm. the purpose of the place. Yeah. So maybe before the thing was a school, maybe it was some sort of workshop for farming equipment. That's the thing. Uh, because one of the Rising Moon uh, schools description uh, turf things is basically they have like uh, they used to have uh, backyard smithies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe the mm-hmm. lair you're in is a former backyard smithy. Uh, it may not have a lot of things in it. <laughs> It may not, in fact, be a workshop anymore, but that's what it used to be. Smithy and Bundervest. Smithy and Bundervest, excellent. Uh, I'm not taking notes. Just FYI. I am taking notes. Excellent. So old Smithy and Bundervest is your lair. Excellent. And what about your reputation? Uh, unless anyone has strong ideas for reputation, I would prefer to leave it blank and actually find our reputation after one we get XP for it. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to fill it out Bro. now then. Yeah, because I have never found any every single time I played Blades and we have established a reputation, uh that's not what we ended up having even after the end of the first score. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, totally fair. So uh, no reputation mm-hmm. is what we have. Then we establish our hunting grounds. You have chosen a small part of the district as your hunting grounds, which is probably like the area between the smithy and the moonlit Ankatam's boarding house, pretty much, I imagine. It depends uh, on how big our hunting grounds can be, because it, I could say hospitality go to, but is that too big? I think that's too big, yeah. Okay. It's I this specific it's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and... Establish it then. Yeah. Um, Maybe then it should be like the immediate environs of the boarding house. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like basically the area between the boarding house and the smithy. <laughs> like they're at the opposite ends. So, you know, they're on the same street and that street is yours. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Little uh-huh. Katam. Little Katam. Little Katam. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Katam is your hunting grounds. It's in the yeah. hospitality ghetto. It's even smaller. And which faction claims the area? And what do you do with them? I have an idea, but uh, you may also present ideas for who claims this part of town. Do we have the Catrici as just a general faction? Um, yes, we do. And I assume they'll be the yeah. ones that are in. What I was going to say is I think the people who claim this area is the Falconers, actually. the uh, they live in a fortress in Bundervest overlooking it. They are a, a group of, you know, warrior cast of soldiers drawn from the poorest of the poor in ages past. I think you're t- uh, that's the Farsun. Oh, that's the Farsun, uh, yes. Yeah, the Falconers are basically the inspectors, sort of. But they are, yeah. Oh, they are not on the faction list. I go confused. The Falcon. There are the Farsun. Fal- okay. I the Falconers... Do not yeah. live in Falcon's Perch, then. Uh, yes. It, it's okay. a bit confusing. Yeah. That we, we is can actually work it out slightly later. confusing. <laughs> we can work it out. Uh, they have that... their offices there as well. But like yeah. the Falcons, the Farsun are the warrior cast. The Falconers are basically the inspectors, cop people. Okay. So, so wait, the, the, say that again? Okay. So the Farsun are a warrior cast. They're basically the army. Right, and yeah. they're also used essentially to do what the blue coats would do to actually mm-hmm. go out and like you know break up riots and so on and actually arrest people. The falconers mm-hmm. are the people who are the actual lawmakers, the detectives, and so on who direct the farson to do all that. Okay, so uh, they're more like the inspectors. Either way, yes. I was thinking the people who own Falcon's Perch uh, as interesting a faction that you could have offended because just like it seems to make sense right they kind of run this district they probably don't yes. appreciate you doing private security and we didn't involve them at all in the first season so yeah yeah i'm, I'm okay with this I'm, I, I like this i expect that you know they're in here all the time uh looking for terrorists that kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so the far soon then uh then is the question, have you paid them off, giving them one coin in exchange for uh, giving you room to work? Or have you given them two coin to gain uh, status with them? Or do you just keep your money and take minus one status with them? Like, what do they think of you? It is my belief that we will not give them any money at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, my instinct as well. Fuck these guys. Yeah. This, this is such an interesting question because I have never heard, in during procreation, any other answer. Every yeah, single time I've played Blades. Oh, have you? 
Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So but, how do you pronounce them again? Is it Farsun or Fursan? So I keep making the mistake, but it is Farsun. Farsun, okay. So the Farsun are, uh, you have minus one with them. Excellent. I'll put that on the faction sheet. They don't like you very much. So these are our local, basically our local cops that you have uh, a poor relationship with. And oh, they're not for... exactly cops, but, you know, mm-hmm. close enough. Uh, no, it turns out I made a mistake. It is, in fact, Fursan. Jesus Christ. Fursan. Okay, Fursan. then we should change Fursan. that. On the... yeah, we have yes. spelled them differently across all of the documents. Yes, I believe there are, like, at least three spellings in the various documents. And I keep forgetting okay. which one there. Because Fursan is not intuitive. Mm-hmm. But Faris Fursan. Plural... Mm-hmm. Yes, it is the plural of Faris. Yes, okay root uh, Arabic roots presumably tripping us yes. up yeah. um uh, so. Fursan are uh, so to recap because this was very <laughs> confusing uh, you live in Bundervest on in little Katam which is basically one street where your mother holds court in her boarding house where you have a little smithy to meet for nefarious purposes and uh, the Fursan the local uh, law enforcement are not very fond of you, and uh, you have not bothered to bribe them or make friends with them, despite the fact that Falcon's Perch, which is one of their like fortresses, looms above your little street. We just don't have a lot of money, you know? Yeah, yeah. You live literally in their shadow. So, excellent. Yes. yes. Uh, so this is your turf under the watchful eye of the Fursan. Uh, take a special ability for your crew is the next step. It is usually my belief that if you don't have any strong ideas either way, then the action dots are ideal. The action dot ability. Mm-hmm. The one that allows you to take three or four, right? Yes. Three. Just the three, never four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called dangerous in this instance. Mm-hmm. Do you have a cohort? I guess we'll get to that. Yes, we do. It comes, ah. it mm-hmm. comes with the brother sheet. Yep. So you're going with dangerous then? Unless anyone has any other ideas. Yeah, um, makes um, sense. Quickly, really. I, I think enough. it's a good one. Yeah. All right, everyone, Pete, assign your bonus dots. So right. we get one in one of these three. Yeah. Hunt, skirmish, or wreck. Excellent. Okay. Um, just for reference, what is everyone taking? I've taken another. Dot in skirmish, because my old lady is unlikely to be uh, wrecking. I've taken another dot in hunt. I've decided that Moss is very bad at fighting, but she can mm-hmm. hunt and like shoot. I am taking another one in skirmish. Excellent. Very good. And now we get to the interesting part of assign crew upgrades. Hmm. Should we talk about our existing cohort first? Yes, you do start with a cohort. That is true. By default, you start with a cohort and training prowess. That's it. Yeah. So this cohort, who are they? Because it's like two people, since they're skill zero. Yeah. OK. Are they disciples of the of the rising moon? Or are you guys the last one remaining? 
Uh, I think it makes sense for there to be a few more people. Like, for example, one of my character contacts is Mona. Yeah, although I I, I get the feeling that the old Rising Moon school is a little bit split up. Yeah. So, yeah. and There's I don't think people. these are I don't think these people are especially badass. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're like just you know Novices. normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they are thugs, so they can fight, but little else. So we established that Bidrohi was, in fact, also a novice. But yeah. perhaps, like, you know, because he is... Uh, well, we didn't establish this on... We established this in between sessions, but uh, Bidrohi is, in fact, Ramu's son. Uh, so establishing that. So whether or not it runs in the blood or he's just, like, naturally talented or whatever, he is a very good novice. But perhaps the other two are, like regulars really like nothing particularly yeah. special uh so ramu is the former owner uh former leader of the rising moon school a martial mm -hmm. artist who is now dead he was kind of we a jackass you don't mourn him mm -hmm. and uh, you are his son and these other two cohorts are just his previous apprentices yeah yeah that makes sense yeah uh, uh, i'm imagining them as kind of like farmer types who like a brawl maybe I'm going to like, name mm -hmm. them. Are they former farmers, is what I'm asking. Uh, I think yes, I they think are. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. much like the rest of you. And mm -hmm. yeah, give them some names. Pilot and Bald Murad. Very good. Pilot and Bald Murad. Okay, yes. Bald Murad is... is Bald is Murad... Yeah, is Bald uh, Murad uh, bold? Yes. Okay. Confirming. Very good. There I ask whether pilots... Has ever piloted anything? He pilots this bed. Uh-huh. Oh, damn. <laughs> he, he's put wheels on it and rides it down the street. <laughs> I imagine maybe he uh, he was uh, a, not only a farmer, but also somebody who like brought stuff that had been farmed elsewhere mm. on a boat. Yes. Mm. Let's say that pilot is a woman and Bal Murad is... All right. I mean, Bal Murad can also be a woman, but mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's Murad. Okay. Mm. Pilot and Bald Murad. Okay. Yeah. She, her, and he, him. Yep. And uh, what are the edges and flaws of this cohort? Mm. I feel like, um, yeah. Oh, I, that's interesting. I was actually going to say maybe one of the edges is that, um, sorry, one of the flaws is that they are like they remember what the old school was like so they're constantly judging us mm. i would feel but it could be so, the opposite yeah because what i'm thinking is like if they decided to stick with us they must have a reason for that right because everyone else just fucked off yeah i figured that reason was violence but yeah mm. how they can do violence upon this on by themselves but like yeah um that was my feeling but we can go with sure yeah idea. i mean i'm not against that yeah, yeah okay so they're loyal yeah yeah and it sounds like it's there... a good old edges flaws loyal loyal <laughs> yes very good uh-huh yeah uh so they're loyal but they're not very i guess they're not very good at taking their own initiatives mm-hmm uh-huh I'm, yeah, I'm and they're also, to... yeah, and they're also loyal to the old guy. Perfect. Yeah, so I just loyal flaws loyal to Ramu. Uh-huh. Good. 
Oh, docile is the word that I was trying to find. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the I do like the idea. This puts some interesting stress on Bidrohi because it means that your cohorts are loyal to your dead dad, not necessarily to you. But you know, with the way inheritance works, they kind of have to stick by you now. Yes. I have inherited two two people. Yes. Excellent. You also get two additional upgrades to your new crew. Yeah. Mm. I feel like weapons should definitely be one. Weapons? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Quality weapons? Yeah. I would like quality, tier, and so on to matter quite a bit in this campaign. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you have quality weapons. I think it would be... Um... I don't know how useful it would be, but it would be interesting if we actually just had a level one vault uh, when we started, because we managed to secure the part of the lair that has the vault in it. Sure. Um, but I mean, this is just a... Yeah, the other thing that would make sense is to mark quarters for the boarding house, but maybe it's funnier not to mark that and not have reliable housing, right? It's not in your yeah. lair. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the one that... I mean, so weapons and workshop, they can both flow from the fact that we have an old smithy. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking it's kind of fun if the, you don't mark workshop and the thing just isn't, mm -hmm. you know, in any shape to make anything. True. Uh, I think one of the reasons that I like Volt actually is that it gives our layer a bit more character. Layer? Yeah. Layer. Um, yeah. Is it tells us a little bit about like where exactly like we ended up managing to grab for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Weapons and Vault, excellent. Mm -hmm. And uh, having grabbed the upgrades, when you assign your new two upgrades, the GM will tell you about two factions that are impacted by your choices. One faction helped you get an upgrade, one faction was screwed over when you got an upgrade. Uh, I, it says I'm suggesting these, but you are totally free to suggest them. I feel like it, you should have some sort of relationship with the Falling Star School, though, the other sword school in Uduasha. So I feel like they can yes. be related to the weapons here. It's up to you whether they like you or they dislike you for having weapons. So one of my rivals is an Ustad of the Falling Star School. This doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean that like the school as a whole doesn't like us. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely the case that I am not very well liked by uh, Jay Clev. Mm -hmm. Maybe we've managed to like leverage a favor in order to get them to give us like a gift of weapons. Um, and then it's the kind of like politicking where, oh yeah, we got the favor, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they um they 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 wanted to give us um the weapons, right? It was more like we embarrassed them into it. Okay. So it sounds like they got screwed over when you got an upgrade, and you have the option to spend one coin and just have them kind of dislike you because it was a bad deal, or not spend the coin and start out with minus two with a Falling Star, and they just don't think you have a right to those weapons at all. Oh, man. Wouldn't I think be that's, funny? I think that's how you're framing it, right? Either you bought it from yes, them and they now is. regret the sale, or you just kind of not maybe stole them, but got them without their approval. Yeah. I right. think we still don't have money, so... You start with it two sounds coins. Like we, yeah, you start but with we two don't coins. have... We don't. We start technically with your coin, mm -hmm. but like flavor-wise, yeah, uh, it seems unlikely to me that we bought a bunch of really good weapons. Yes, hello. Mm -hmm. Unless so Ramu we... did it, this could be a holdover from his this days. Is true. So what I'm thinking is mm -hmm. that the Falling Star are 
the cream the creme de la creme of sword fighters in yep. Uduasha. Mm-hmm. So any weapons they have are definitely not quality one, quality two weapons, nope. right? So I think it's much more a case of like us having weapons and us being a sword school. Like we are not officially one. So I think it's it's a bit more like we are encroaching, we're like upstart. We're like yep. upstarts. Yeah. And not just because we're a sword school, but because we're basically a bunch of peasants who like smash together mm-hmm. a bunch of like sides and turn them into swords and so on. So we're like a parody of what they, uh, yeah. in their idea, in, the, yeah. in their view. So then the question is, do you have minus two or minus one with them? Hmm. I feel like minus two implies that they actually actively dislike you, whereas minus one is they just sort of despise you. So, uh, so mm. sorry. Sorry, uh, who are we talking about as our... The, uh... the Falling Star School, the actual swordsmen of Uduasha. They, uh, right. You have weapons, they have an opinion about you because of those weapons. We have surmised well, that the opinion is negative, but... Uh, remind me, so there were two um, ancient schools, right? There's the Rising Moon and the Falling Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Ketrisi, and the other is like... Uh, Uduashan. Uduashan, right. Yeah, yeah. So the... and the Falling Star is Uduashan. So, okay, okay. You guys are basically the Rising Moon School. You're like what's left of it after Ramu died. So ah uh, yes, okay. Um, so our, so the I guess, so the question then is: Do they just kind of dislike us, or or are they actively coming after us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. What do you think? Do you want to spend a coin to have them just kind of dislike you, or are we saving that coin and they hate you? So in character, my character will absolutely refuse to pay them. Out of character, I think it's a good idea to not start with minus two with them because I feel like we will go to minus two soon enough anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like and I would prefer for that not to be minus two to minus three so yeah. early. I think it also just kind of makes sense that they don't hate you because you're not that important. Important. So yeah. yep. let's mark yeah. minus one. Yeah, not them. a threat to them. Yeah. Let's mark minus one with them. and. Treat that we as might having even want to be friends with them. We shall see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, okay. we are not permitted to be friends with them. Jay Clev, absolutely, I hate him. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not clear why yet, but it is a deep-seated mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he and I, we're bros. Uh huh. Okay, I yeah. guess I'll have to learn the both of you some yeah. manners. And uh, okay, you can veto this and pick a different faction, but I think uh-huh. the other the other upgrade you have is a Volp. And who helped you get a vault? And I want to suggest that it is the foundation, because <laughs> they build things, right? <laughs> maybe they had a job to install a door and a good relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to veto this because I think we're yeah. well beneath their notice. Uh, really, the foundation is listed as tier one here, but fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but it's it's a bunch of like dilettante, mm-hmm. uh, dil- dilettantes from like you know. Fair that's, enough. That's who else could have? Who else could have helped you with a vault? Mister Ruhini, the bureaucrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they could, could have. Be. Yeah, I mean, they know all of the secrets. Um, I'm just looking at the the list, same as everyone else. I figure. Yeah. Um, what I'm thinking, and you know, we can, we can still go with Mister Ruhini. But what I'm thinking is that it's less about someone giving us the vault because we established yeah. that the vault was already there. Yeah. It's more like someone wants that vault. Yeah, but this is a person you have a positive relationship with, though. That's true, that's true. Hmm. So I was thinking it could be Mr. Ruhini, just because, like, someone, uh, you know, again, this is probably Ramu, this is not you, this is the previous occupant Mm. of the place, right? But maybe Mm. Ramu actually 
properly filed and applied for for oh, to have a, a building permit. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's very funny, actually. Yeah. And Mr. Um, Lee kind of likes you because, if nothing else, just, you know, because he feels he has a hold over you. He knows you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Heaney is also an incredibly shadowy faction. It's one man inside the bureaucracy that no one really knows who he is, but who is capable of pulling yeah. a lot of strings. And it could be that In he fact, finds you valuable. It's it's kind of good to have a small crew with a bolt hole. Yeah. No. Um. I just want, sorry. I just wanted to point out here because I wrote this faction, and I deliberately like Rohini is a very feminine name. Um, okay. And mm. and I, it's kind of like calling somebody Mr. Alice. Right, like ah, yes. I did it on purpose to be like, you know, this person is deliberately um, obfuscating everything about themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is not to say that like you can't use he him pronouns for him, but it's that like actually everybody in, like who knows about this person just about knows that you know this person exists. Right? Yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's not even a shadowy man. I was it was because of the Mister yeah. name there, but yes, no, exactly. Shadowy. Yeah. It is an unknown person. It may not even be one person by the faction description. Exactly. It's just kind of a faction yeah. inside the bureaucratic officers yeah. of Nagasaranya. Yeah, this is what I liked about it. Every time you create a document referring to Mr. Rohini, you have to create a, another copy with a different pronoun and mm -hmm. then another one with a different pronoun. Yes. Well, fair you, you enough. Have to, it's, it's eight of them, in fact, mm -hmm. uh, yes. as yeah. previously established. Yes. Yeah, yes. So, uh, uh, Rohini has one status with you. You may spend one coin to repay their kindness and take plus two with them instead. And again, I think the reason this faction likes you is mostly because it's very useful to have an unknown crew where you know they have a vault and no one else does. But maybe you can pay a coin to have this relationship be more intimate than that. So again, this is totally in character and I don't want to push this on the crew, but like uh, Mr. Rohini is also on my contact list as the person who got me the one load form that I have. Uh -huh. um, and it could be kind of fictionally interesting to kind of say that like we paid, you know, for the good relation or whatever, but that was also a payment to like, like I met, I, I got the form in, right? Yeah. Like that was we not an easy with, form to get. Yeah. And then we start with zero coin, which is also interesting. So yeah. But again, I don't want to push that on the crew. So if the crew feels like it would be nicer to just have the coin, that's totally fine. No, I think it's fine. I, I also think it's very amusing that this gang of bravos, like immigrants and so on, their first plus two relation is with a shadowy bureaucrat. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh -huh. we, need yeah. be, we need to have our papers in order. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. No! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you have a shadowy bureaucrat as your friend. You have the Falling Star School as your kind of enemies, as well as the Fursan. And... Uh -huh. uh, are we establishing that Bidrohi has to report to the Ministry of Interior every second week? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, if yes. Uduashna was managed anywhere remotely near competently, I think probably there is a paper somewhere saying that you have to, but considering Uduashna's bureaucracy is established as being terrible, I am... Um... It's a stranglehold. So, yeah, yeah you know... Not only does Bidrohi have to report to the Ministry of the Interior every other week, there is a monthly inspection by uh, the the people in charge of like making sure the building code is fine, and probably like a, a quote unquote surprise inspection uh, by you know the Rakshasas yeah. that could happen at any time. You better be ready. Yeah. The trouble awesome. is that these things rarely actually happen, right? Like there's there's Correct. an odd paper yeah. requirement for them, but 
Yes. You know why correct. it doesn't happen? Because we have plus two relation with Mr. Rohini. <laughs> yes, that is yeah. why. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Correct. Uh-huh. Okay, Mr. Cool. Rohini Absolutely. also has a faction sheet. Okay, he's got a yes. gigantic faction sheet where he marks his faction statuses. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the last step then is choose a favorite contact, which we have already done. Uh, yes. it is moon, it's Moonlit and Katam. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. And the GM will tell you about two factions that are impacted by your ally. One faction is also friendly, the other is unfriendly. You get plus one, minus one. What the, what the hell does this mean for your mom? This oh, is... man. What Who's is her standing with stuff? the... Uh-huh. What, is it, what is her standing with the Ketrisi uh, faction? Like Probably good, bro- I'm mm-hmm. thinking. The Ketrisi dispossessed. It makes total sense to start with a plus one with them. They're logical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. And minus one, minus one with... Yeah. Skoblanders? The oh, I was going to say... I think yeah, the those are all down. great. Yeah. But what if we had minus one with the Rakshasas because she's done something to piss the Rakshasas off? Mm, I think I like the idea, but we saw the Rakshasas in the previous season. I think that it's interesting okay, to shift focus. Fine. Maybe okay, the Lost Porters. They're the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a Skovlander gang, right? It. I think it makes sense that they... I mean, mm-hmm. she runs a boarding house for the Ketrisi. It's just one of those, like, you know, you have our yeah. turf. Yeah. And so we have the option of keeping these at plus one, minus one, or plus two, minus two. So plus one, minus mm. one would just be basically the Lockporter d- dislike her and the local Ketrisi like her, vis-a-vis love and hate. Mm. I like only having plus one with the Ketrisi because it implies yeah. that we don't we have to earn that yeah. trust. Right? Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that um, staying at plus one, minus one just kind of makes sense because your gang is not very significant, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, having plus two would kind of imply that, like, uh, Moonlit is, like, has such a good relationship and such a good mm-hmm. reputation among the Cathrasy that just her being on her side, on our side, like, gives us a plus two, right? Yeah. Which yeah. I don't think... A doesn't seem fictionally necessarily true, but it could be. But also B, I, I want to work up, work our way up to that. So yes, yeah. And I mean, she's yeah. like Ketrisi landlord as well. So you know, yeah. Plus yeah. plus points for Ketrisi, minus points for landlord. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Yes. So then we have we have done our crew faction creation, and we are uh, <laughs> the falling star, the Fursan, and the Lockporters don't like you. The Ketrisi dispossessed kind of like you, and. Uh, Mr. Rohini is the, your only true friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excellent. Has any one of us ever met someone who we, whom we believe to be Mr. Rohini? I don't think so. I think it's been no, a, a paper correspondence. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I like the idea that basically that coin was like Saida's, um, you know, last savings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, yeah, that was like a dead drop or something, or maybe like some nondescript person turned up, exchanged a form for something, said mm-hmm. thank you very much, and disappeared. I have a very important question: mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. Who here in character can read Hadrati? Oh, I can for sure. Because I'm not sure I... if I would. Because, well, why would I? Yeah, my character we, can because it's uh, important to existing in this town. I think she's picked it up recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, wait, uh, Prince. I want to ask you this: Do you think Hadrathi is Aruvian or Uduwashan? 
So I, what I think is the case here is that I think Hadrathi has probably somewhat of a similar role to like Sanskrit, right? Like it's it's the written oh, yeah. language universally applies across the board, or Sanskrit, or maybe like Arabic, you know, like the yeah, written language or, or Latin, is universal, right? Like yeah. 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 But it doesn't mean necessarily mean that people can understand each other when they talk to each other. There are dialectal differences yes, in it. Absolutely. So there is like, like a standardized written language, but not necessarily a standardized spoken language. Yeah. Okay, I think that's great. Because then mm -hmm. I think what maybe my character has learned is like, I mean, they're well versed in the written language, but also they've been practicing the spoken language, like like that's spoken here uh recently. So I'll establish that I have grown up in Uduasha. I wasn't born here, but I've grown up in Uduasha. Yeah. Uh, which means, of course, I speak Hadrati fluently, just mm -hmm. as well as I speak Katrisi. Uh, <laughs> I think I read both very badly. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think, in fact, most Katrisi don't read at all because, well, yeah, that's most of you are farmers. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess we learned that Ketrisi public education is not great. There's public so, education? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is to some extent in in uh, Doskol and Uduasha, I think, but it's basically yeah. just be loyal to the emperor kind of education. Yeah. I mean, you need it more in industrial, ci industrial cities and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then we have established our crew, our lair, our crew, our faction statuses. Says, mm -hmm. is there anything word else we boss. want to establish? Yes, word boss. We always forget about word boss, so I yes. made sure to remember. About I it. Uh, I actually have an idea for an in for an introduction of a word boss potentially in the first score. So mm -hmm. we can see whether that happens, okay. or we can establish one right away. I think we're thinking of the same person anyway. Uh -huh. Who are? I don't think so. Who are you thinking of? Uh, I was thinking of Al Qadir and Katam. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Al Qadir and Katam can be your ward boss to begin with. Then we'll see how it goes. Yes. Excellent. Okay. I mean, yeah. with those pearls of wisdom that shall drop from his mouth, why would yes. why would I not want to serve this man? Uh huh. Indeed. Can we? He's going to be the boss after... of this. Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Absolutely. Can we name episodes after things he said? Can we name what? Oh man! Can we name our episodes, episodes after? Yes, absolutely. So yes, he's your ward boss because nobody can be protected unless everyone is protected. Yes. Uh -huh. Excellent. Yes, that's how that works. Should we say for like the listeners who Al Qadir Al Qadam is? He's a Ketrisi politician and a man of the people. Yeah. Oh, good enough. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, we don't know anything more about him anyway. He is a Ketrisi politician. He attempts to advocate for the for the rights of the Ketrisi in uh, more or less creative ways. This is my yeah. interpretation of Al Qadir Al Qadam. And we are going yeah. to uh, see him introduced very shortly because he is going to feature in the very first episode of the House of Endings. Here close the doors to the House of Endings. Those who dwell within are Sohem, called Klo. Adiat, called Soap, Samitri, called Tree, and Emma. I have been Prince, your host. Our city of Uduasha is based on Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, with special thanks to Johnstone Metzger. Follow us on Twitter, 
or support us on ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. If you want to engage further with us, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash desperateattune, where you will get our newsletter, extra content, and updates from Uduasha.